This is Persuasive Woman hosted by me, Mindy Weinstein. I want to help you find success by taking psychological principles and applying them at work. Discover practical and easy tools you can use to improve your business, sales, and career today. Many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. Who made the statement and how does it apply to business and persuasion? That's what we will be talking about in this episode of Persuasive Woman. In this episode of Persuasive Woman, we're going to continue to learn about proven ways to engage and captivate your audience. Last episode, we looked at storytelling, but today we're going to focus on empathy and the you attitude. I want to start, though, with the story of a brand that I think has done a really, really good job of showing empathy to their customers and to their employees, and that's REI. Now, if you remember, in 2015, REI, which if you don't know what kind of business they are, they're an outdoor retail company, but they announced in 2015 that they would be closing all of their stores on Black Friday. Now, that's the biggest shopping day of the year in the U.S., so that's a bold move. Here's where the empathy started to come in. Instead of encouraging customers to shop, REI instead encouraged them to spend time outdoors with family and friends. They even launched a campaign called Opt Outside, and that was the hashtag they used too, which further encouraged customers to share photos and stories of their outdoor adventures on social media. So the things that they were doing on Black Friday besides shopping. Here's what was so great about what they did, because they actually got a lot of media attention about it, and there was a lot of opinions both ways because it's a little bit risky closing on a huge shopping holiday. But doing that and creating the campaign of Opt Outside, they demonstrated empathy for the values and priorities of their customers, but also their employees. Because their customers, they're outdoor enthusiasts, they value spending time in nature, and they also understood that their employees wanted to be with their family and friends enjoying the holiday versus showing up super early for Black Friday frenzy. And so by closing its stores on a day when most retailers were focused solely on driving sales and profits, REI really showed that they were more than just a retailer, that they had empathy and truly understood their customers and truly understood their employees. So what did this do for them? I mean, really, it built a strong emotional connection with their customers, and it set them apart as a leader in their industry and showed sustainability in the retail space. Another brand that's done a great job of showing empathy for customers is Dove. And in 2016, Dove launched a campaign called Real Beauty. And a lot of you might have seen these ads, these commercials, social media posts, because it's been going on for a while. But Real Beauty was really focused on challenging the traditional beauty standards and promoting body positivity. This is what I loved about the campaign. So they had a series of ads and they featured women of all ages, of all shapes, sizes, and skin tones. And the message that they gave was every woman is beautiful in her own unique way showing empathy, empathy that customers don't have to fit into one mold, that we're all different. 
The campaign, of course, was a big success. And I don't think I'm giving you breaking news because this has been going on since 2016. But it really resonated with women around the world who felt excluded by traditional beauty standards, really. And they also promoted a message of inclusivity and self-love. And this was true empathy because this was empathy for the feelings and experiences of their customers. And it also showed that Dove wanted to promote positive social change. But stepping back, Dove understood its customers. Dove understood that their customers were different ages, they came from different backgrounds, they had different needs, and truly showed empathy. But really, what is empathy? Because I'm just now talking about it. And I know we know it as a surface level concept, a lot of us, and we always hear be more empathetic. And that comes up a lot in marketing, too. But I want to get into the psychology behind empathy. Empathy is really the ability to understand and share the feelings of other people. So that means that you have to be able to recognize and respond to the emotional state of someone else that you actually feel compassion and concern for their well-being. That could be customers. I mean, that was the example of Dove that I gave you. It could be customers and employees like REI. And the psychology behind empathy, though, it is complex. And it's thought to be influenced by a mix of genetic and environmental factors from factors like early childhood experiences to our later experiences in life. But the thing about empathy is that you can practice it and get better with it. And so that's what I'm going to focus on today as we talk about captivating content and how do you talk to your audience and whether that's your employees or your customers, how do you really resonate with people? There are a lot of different theories when it comes to empathy. And one is based on the ability to understand and recognize the emotions of others. So pretty simple. But that actually involves identifying facial expressions, nonverbal cues, paying attention to how someone appears to be feeling, but then also listening to what they're saying. And that could be in the customer context or the employee context. But we have to figure out what's triggering different emotions in that other person. And there's another theory associated with empathy, and it's really based on the ability to take the perspective of others. And this is the one that we're most familiar with because it's associated with the saying, step into someone else's shoes. So we hear that a lot. Put yourself in the other person's shoes and try to look from their perspective rather than just seeing your own. But that is actually one of the theories behind empathy. Can you put yourself in that other person's position to really think about it? With empathy, It's important. We know it's important in our personal relationships, but it is important in the business relationships because it's going to help us maintain that connection with our customers. It's also going to help with employee retention because if you show as a manager or as a marketer or as a business owner that you truly understand your audience, Again, your audience can be your customers or your employees, could even be stake- any stakeholders, really. But if you can really show that you understand where they're coming from, just like Dove did, just like REI did, then the decisions that you make are going to help them feel included. And there's a lot of benefits when it comes to empathy in business. It's increased customer loyalty. It's improving employee morale. Even employees are more productive if they feel like they're understood. 
but it can also enhance your company's reputation, just like it did for Dove and just like it did for REI. And those are just two examples. I mean, there's a lot of different examples out there of brands that have done a good job of understanding their employees and their customers. But going to that concept of putting yourself in the other person's shoes, it's so cliche, (laughs) really is, but it does work. And I remember when I was in charge of a content team. It was a very large content team for a marketing agency. There were 40 people on my team. They were writers and editors. And so I was the director of content. And I used to hold meetings with the team and we would talk a lot about the concept of putting yourself in other people's shoes. And one of the things that my writers used to practice, and this sounds goofy, but it works, is they would before they'd create any type of content. So whether that was a blog post or a landing page, or they were even writing homepage content, they would actually close their eyes and picture what it would be like to be the reader. What would be going through the reader's mind? What questions would they have when they ended up on that website? And when they would take the time to do that, it was so apparent because their content that they created wasn't focused on the company itself. It was focused on that person the company can actually help. So it showed that empathy. And just getting back to other people's shoes, I mean, the meaning of that is really trying to attempt to see a situation from someone else's point of view. And if there are any Star Wars fans that are listening here, I love the quote from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. So take yourself out of your own point of view and try to put yourself in the point of view of your customer, of your employee. What are they feeling and experiencing? What are their needs and their wants? And that's really setting aside our own ego to just consider a different opinion. And that can be hard sometimes, though. But it just takes practice. Like I mentioned, it takes practice. So how do we do this? So how do you practice it? Well, some of these things aren't going to be earth-shattering, the things you might be doing already, but just being very intentional about it will help you have more empathy in a business setting, which actually does mean you'd be more influential too. So practice active listening. So when you're interacting with your customers, your clients, your employees, instead of interrupting or trying to just give your opinions or even thinking about what you're going to say once they stop talking, just listen. And Another story, and it was a shoe brand that I'm completely forgetting right now, but that's okay because it's a good story anyway, but there was a shoe brand that really did this. Their customer service department did a phenomenal job truly understanding the people that they were working with, and they would go out of their way to help them. And it was actually a friend of mine telling this story that he was going to be running in a marathon and him and his wife were, and the wrong shoes arrived for his wife. And he went on to say about how over and above and beyond the customer service representative of this shoe e-commerce company went to help his wife get her shoes before the marathon. And she got them. And I just remember thinking that was such a great story because that showed real empathy of this is important. This just wasn't the matter of getting the wrong pair of shoes. It was this woman, his wife, was going to be running a marathon with her husband. They had been training for it for so long. She needed those shoes. So it's it was that active listening of that customer service rep of truly trying to understand you know, what was happening. 
And then the next thing, too, with just practical ways of showing empathy in business, ask questions. I mean, if you're showing an interest in your customers, your clients, your employees, have them be open-ended questions and get them to share more. And for a business setting, if you're not necessarily always face-to-face with customers, I mean, you can even send out questionnaires and keep it open-ended, get some feedback, see what's happening with your customers, and then take those suggestions, that information, and truly implement them. I just spoke at a conference two days ago, and I've been speaking at this particular conference series for the last seven years. And this year was a little different. They changed up the amount of time or length that each session was. And then they also added in like fireside chats and then different groups that could get together and depending on their industry, to brainstorm. And it was interesting because they actually made those changes because they listened to their conference attendees over the years. And that's what they came out and said. We heard you. We listened to you. These are the changes we made because of that. I mean, that's empathy. Now, if you are in person, of course, then you're going to do nonverbal cues too. You're going to pay attention to those. I mean, that's body language, facial expressions, all of that, because we do know that. Sometimes you can say one thing, but it's a whole different thing when you're looking at the person's mannerisms. But really, all of this comes down to trying to understand needs and concerns. I mean, that's what you're doing. So in that example I just told you about the conference, that's what they did. They sent out questionnaires, they got feedback, they listened to the needs and concerns, and then they made changes. That's huge. That is really big. Now, another thing, and this is more on a managerial level, sometimes it's hard to admit when we do make a mistake because we want to be respected, we want to be you know, viewed a certain way, but If something happened, you know, you made a mistake, there was a problem that had to do with you, I mean, take responsibility and apologize. Make an effort to make the situation better and make sure it doesn't happen again. But I said that from a managerial perspective, but also an employee perspective, I think that's huge. That's something that I work on teaching my students is just take responsibility. If something didn't work right, someone in your team, you had a team assignment, Well, everyone needs to take responsibility for their own actions, but you need to take steps to fix the situation too. And just a couple more things, you know, talking about empathy. Obviously, I get really excited about this, you can tell, and that's just because you see empathy in business and how it really makes an impact, so it's exciting to me. But just a couple more things. I mean, showing gratitude and appreciation, whether that's to your customers, to your clients, to your employees, to your colleagues, I mean, that's showing empathy. And from a business setting, for you doing that to your customers, I mean, that could be special perks or rewards that you're providing to them or thanking them for their business. I mean, things like that. So really showing empathy in your business interactions, that's going to help you build stronger and more positive relationships with the people you're working with and the customers that you're serving. It's also going to create a more positive work environment. So practice empathy. Of course, we can practice it in our personal lives, but I am going with more of the business angle of it. But when you are able to incorporate more empathy into your company culture, it's going to make a world of difference. Now, let's talk about the you attitude, which actually complements the concept of empathy. At the very basic level, you attitude has to do with written communication 
And it has to really do with like, what is your main point of view and who are you orienting your message to? So that's just more the basic level, but it's a lot deeper and I'm going to break it down for you. So the you attitude means that you are focusing your message entirely on the other person. It means that we are not being self-centered, which we tend to be just because we we're all, I mean, we're on our own heads. Of course, we're going to be self-centered. So we tend to see situations and different things through our own points of view. Again, that's natural. That's not saying anything bad. But if we're intentional and we think about when we are communicating something and if it's something we really need to get across, we need to spend a lot of time thinking about that person or those people that we're communicating with and what is going to be going through their minds as they're receiving this information. So we have to be oriented very specifically on that audience and their point of view. We have to place the emphasis on those people and their interests instead of our own. And I know some of this might seem very obvious, but it's something that we tend to not do. So we know this, but we don't always do it. And so that's why I want to go through some just practical ways that you can really incorporate this into your communication. So again, whether your communication is a presentation, a conversation to get a raise, I mean, this comes into play with that, or it's social media posts that you're doing or content on a website or a proposal that you're putting together, this comes into play. So with this you attitude, while this might sound very simplified, even just using the word you more often in your dialogue with another person goes a really, really long way because it shows that you're putting that other person at the focus and you're not putting yourself at the focus. So that's a huge thing. And you can do that in written communication and also verbal communication. And I want to just give you an example, and this is a student example because it was a semester that, you know, I had taught on this and I had a student come up to me a couple of weeks later and it was really interesting because she goes, you know, after you talked about the you attitude, she goes, I actually had been thinking about asking my boss for a raise. And so she said that she spent a lot of time before meeting with him thinking about, well, how should I approach this? Because I want this to be centered around him as my manager and not as me as the employee. So thinking about the you attitude. So she incorporated the word you more when she was talking, but she said she focused the whole thing on how if she got a raise and also even a promotion, how she can take so much more of just duties and responsibilities off her manager's plate and to be able to make him have more time to focus on other things that he's been wanting to work on. And I know she had some other things she threw out there, but I thought it was brilliant. And you know what? She got the promotion and she got the raise. So sometimes it's really focusing on that other person and what they would desire or need. But the other thing with just adopting this concept of you attitude is that you're able to create a connection and you're able to have that sense of engagement with the other person or multiple people if it's an audience. You can build credibility, it establishes trust, and it has a level of persuasion involved. So how do you actually do this? Well, I gave you some simple things of just using the word you more often, but really you want to focus on your audience's needs. So what do they need right now? 
What are their interests? What are their goals? And focus on that. And so here's an example. Instead of saying something like, I believe that our product is the best, you might say something like, you will find that our product is the best choice for your needs. So it's the same thing. It's just a different way of saying it. It's focusing on that other person. And I will get in and with other episodes on more on the empathy side of things because that is very much the undercurrent of what I'm talking about. But it is, again, that broader idea of you. How do we think about you when I'm saying that, talking about the other person? So talk about that other person, not yourself, or how you'll benefit. And in a professional setting, a lot of times it doesn't make sense to talk about your own feelings. A lot of times that's not relevant. Again, you're going to focus on what does that other person need? What are their interests? How can you help in some way? And with all of this that I'm talking about, you also do need to be careful too. So you don't want to presume that you know how someone else is going to react to your message. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is just making that other person or again, those people, the focus of your message. I gave you that example of the student. It's just one example, but it does work. So thinking about the you attitude and thinking about storytelling, those two things really, when you think combine them in communication and you implement, you create that captivating message with your audience, whoever that might be. I have thrown a lot at you (laughs) regarding empathy and the you attitude. Here's just a final thought I want to leave you with. Understanding and applying the power of empathy and the you attitude will captivate and engage your audience. Join us for the next episode as we dive into more on the psychology of persuasion. You can learn more about this topic by visiting persuasionnextsteps.com. And while you're there, you'll find out how you can become part of our community. Be sure to also subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform and follow me on Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Instagram.